This podcast is part of the A3K Network. For more information, visit www.anime3000.com. November. The one month where we all gather around the table with family to gorge ourselves on wonderful food until our stomachs explode. We think of things we are thankful for while remembering the kindness that the Native Americans showed our pilgrim fathers. With round bellies, we sleep on the couch or watch some football, even though the shittiest team always wins. This is what November is all about, right? WRONG! NOVEMBER IS MECH MONTH! That means more metal grinding punches and giant drill badassery than a single man can handle! So get suited up and prepare for large human-shaped robot action for November is Mech Month on the Animation Podcast. It's not been long, my friends. Welcome back to the Animation Podcast. I here am your host, Josh Dunham, the guy who is creating the book of animation in the Bible. The anime podcaster's Bible, to be more exact. And yes, that is going to be an ongoing theme for Mech Month. I've decided. Yes, I enjoy it. I'm going to keep doing it. Oh, blasphemy. Sweet blasphemy. But it's not blasphemy, because I believe that Mecha will save the world one day. Maybe not today, or tomorrow, certainly wasn't yesterday, but one day, Mecca will save the world. Until that day, let's get into some news. So what do we have for news, Josh? Well. Word on the streets is that the December issue of American Shonen Jump, that's the one that Viz releases here in the States, announced a new online supplement manga exclusive to subscribers at ShonenJump.com. And it will include at least three manga titles, them being Nura, Rise of the Yokai Clan, Toriko, and Bakuman. Details on the new program have not been revealed in the magazine or online, although the company's Twitter account has hinted that a big announcement may occur later this week. 
now since later this week has already gone past, the big news is basically that they're releasing a new manga series, two of them actually, one being Yu-Gi-Oh! The 5Ds, for serialization in the magazine. Yay, that's just what we need, Yu-Gi-Oh! 5Ds. Now, in related news, Viz launched an iPad app allowing users to download manga. The app itself is free, while volumes cost around $5, to be precise, $4.99. The six launch titles up for sale are Bleach, Death Note, Dragon Ball, Naruto, One Piece, and the first volume of Bakuman. Viz says that it plans to release more manga in the future for the iPad, and hinted at other possible Apple compatibility. Funimation is currently filling out paperwork to submit Summer Wars for consideration at the next Academy Awards. Yeah, yeah, baby! Yeah, yeah! Meanwhile, screening of both Summer Wars and Redline have been received quite well in their viewings around the country. You know, it's, it's one thing when you say, this is a good movie. It's another thing when people say, God, this is a good movie. So you remember that Shaft Shimbo project I was telling you about a while back? Well, we have a name for it. Maho Shoujo Madoka Magisha. Or basically, Magical Girl Madoka Magisha. Well, my hopes have been shattered. I've been reading the Appleseed manga recently, and I was thinking, man, it'd be great to have some more Appleseed anime again. And obviously, my thoughts were heard. Appleseed 13 was announced a few weeks ago, and will be 13 22-minute OVAs, plus two feature-length compilation films. A summary for the story was released alongside it, and it states, <coughs> Following a world war that killed half the world's population, the city nation of Olympus stands as a beacon of hope in the world of chaos and conflict. The utopian metropolis is governed by Gaia a vast artificial intelligence, and administrated by a genetically engineered humanoids known as bioroids. Although Olympus seems like a peaceful city on the surface, racial, human versus bioroids versus cyborgs, religious, and political conflicts lurk underneath, threatening to overturn the delicately balanced peace. Security threats such as terrorists and anti-government criminals abound, so the use of force becomes a necessary evil, even in this so-called utopia. Dunin, a young female warrior, and Briarios, a veteran cyborg soldier, are both partners and lovers, as well as members of ESWAT, the elite special forces serving Olympus. They are deployed whenever trouble strikes. Conspiracy, terrorism, deadly military weapons, technology, Greedy corporations and power-hungry politicians, these are just some of the threats that Dunin and Briarios must contend with as they fight to protect Olympus and save mankind from plunging into another war. Copyright Master Mishiro Shinshisha Apple C13 Production Committee. Damn, that sounds good now, doesn't it? In other news, the 10th Podcast Awards are coming up here soon, and I'm planning on entering. Now... I know I have a snowball's chance in hell at winning anything, but I think it could be a great chance at opening up the show to other people. So here's what I'm going to do. I'll see if I can get someone to nominate me, and if you want to vote for my show, then do so to your heart's content. I mean, vote only if you think I deserve it, because if I'm a bad podcast, 
let me fade into the never-ending depths of the unacknowledged podcast graveyard. Now, I'm not going to hold you all hostage and stop doing shows until I can get something out of you, but it's up to you. Am I deserving of this? Hell yeah! And go down and vote for me! Alright, so that is the news. I have a review. Yes, a review of Shin Robo versus Neo Robo, And just like all versus crossovers of Gonagai, there's very little fighting between the two heroes. Let's go. In a world where vivid flashbacks can strike without warning. In a world where a submissive adolescent must pilot a giant humanoid robot to save humanity. In the same world where a two-legged quadruped can run leisurely at the speed of sound with the aid of jewelry. Only one podcast can discuss this with their sanity intact. And this is not that podcast. www.ssapodcast.com The Ass Backwards Anime Podcast. Oh wait, I was supposed to use that voice in the beginning. Uh, let's go again. Hisui! Quick! Gather everyone in the library! I know who the killer is! I've gathered everyone together, but I still can't figure it out. How did you solve the crime by just looking at one anime merchandise website? Elementary, my dear Hisui. You see, we thought that hug pillows were the motive, but they were the means! Akika, you are the killer of anime! The Reverse Thieves on Anime 3000 present the Speakeasy Podcast, uncovering the mysteries of anime and manga. Come visit us at thespeakeasypodcast.com. Okay, so guys who have listened to the show for a long time, I don't know how many of you there actually are who have done that, or hell, even the people who have gone back into the archives to listen to the show. When I talk about Mecha, especially in my first couple episodes, I sound like a fucking idiot. There's no way around it. I'm just an idiot, okay? Now, I have been educated in the ways of anime somewhat, and I like to think I'm a little bit smarter than I used to be. Because... Exia is not a cool mech. You know what my favorite mech is nowadays, people? Shin Getter Robo. Yeah, baby, that's what we want. Getter Robo with bigger knives on his hands, bigger axes, and a badass wings. Yeah. So, when I heard that it was Shin Getter Robo versus Neo Getter Robo, I'm like, well, what is Neo Getter Robo? Hmm, good question. 
and it's one that's answered really quickly. Now, like I said, with most Gonagai versus things, they never really fight. In fact, even the cover image is two of them shaking hands. You have the Neo Getter Robo shaking hands with Shin Getter Robo. How is that fighting? Why don't you just say, Devil Man meets Majinger Z, you know, instead of saying, Devil Man fights Majinger Z, because one is a lie, the other is still cool and not a lie. Why? So, I didn't expect any fighting between here, I didn't get any disappointment abounds, but what I did get was still a damned good four episode OAV that all of you should watch. And I'll put a torrent link up so you guys can go and watch it because it's worth your time. So most of you should be pretty familiar with the Shin Getter Robo side of things. And if you are, good. If you're not, uh, oh well. Because this takes place in an alternate universe. And it starts with of all people, Musashi, the fat ass, dumb ass, ass crack, who's piloting the Getter Robo all by himself. I guess he has the other two on autopilot. I don't remember how that works. Because as far as I was concerned, in order to unlock the true potential, you needed all three pilots. So maybe he's only running it at half potential or whatever, but basically, he's running the whole entire mech himself. And New York City is being attacked by the Reptilian Army, or by King goal so yeah he gets overrun shin getter can't make it there in time so what does musashi do he reaches into the heart of the getter robo pulls out its power source that being the spot where all the getter rays are housed and crushes it creating a hunormous explosion yes hunormous destroying the whole manhattan island not to mention musashi in the process and sending the rest of the reptilian army underground this is a good thing, right? I mean, besides destroying possibly America's biggest landmark. But the cool part is they shut down all Getter Ray research because of the extreme explosion that went on. Understandably so. So what does Hayato do? Well, Ryu runs away because, well, he doesn't run away. He just kind of, Ryu goes off and does his own martial arts training thing. And Hayato says, well, we still need something to defend us, so I'll build the Neo Getter Robo. And build it, he does. It runs off plasma this time instead of Getter Rays, so thus it has an internal power source and runs out of energy. Well, in the very beginning of the series, Hayato is looking for the third pilot, who would be Go. And Go is an extreme martial artist, beats the crap out of pretty much any human he finds, and when Hayato goes to test him, makes him fight a reptilian army peon. For those of you who don't know, the reptilian army are basically dinosaurs that couldn't stand the Getter Rays, so they retreated underground to become sentient and even much stronger, faster. They're basically humans time two, but the thing is, we can pilot mechs better and we're immune to Getter Rays, or they don't hurt us anyway. So that's what keeps us at, you know, keeps the dinosaurs at bay. So with Go, the dinosaurs, or I should say the Mechasaurus, they get onto him and try to kill him. Hayato saves his ass, and then finally, Go ends up combining with the other two members of the Neo Getter Robo team, the team being Sho and Guy. Guy is basically Musashi reincarnated, seeing how he's just another fat ass who's almost as incompetent as, well, Musashi. But Sho is kind of cool. That's actually a girl who is more or less a samurai. Now, is she hot? Mm, not really, because 
everyone's face is pretty much drawn by, like, Ken Ishikawa. And not that I don't like Ishikawa's art, it's just, it really kind of makes everybody look the same. If you're not a main character, you don't get a character design. You get a generic cookie cutter face or what have you. And that's not a bad thing, because, you know, you can generally tell everyone apart. But, like, hairstyle and color are the only things that really separate people out in this anime. I mean, of course, an old man looks different from a young girl. No, no don't get me wrong. But, like, even Ryoma and Hayato look the same. Now, they don't look, like, the exact same because, well, they're wearing different costumes. You can always tell them apart. But if I were to put, you know... Not that I would do this, but if I were to strip them down, both butt naked, stand next to each other, I'd have to look at the fucking hair. No, get your mind out of the gutter. The hair on their head to know exactly who is who. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of stupid. But alas, it still works out, and it still is kind of cool to have a female pilot, even though she has no boobies and basically has a man body from the neck down. Or shit, even the face looks manly. And so the Neo Getarobo is the last line of defense for humanity against the reptilian army. That's until we find out that America has their own mech called the Texas Mac. And let me tell you, this is one of my favorite mech pilots of all time. It's piloted by twins, or brother and sister anyway. The the king twins or the king sister brother combo or whatever. And you know how in most anime and manga you'll have English terms or English words every once in a while well imagine if one of the characters just did nothing but speak horribly butchered English and then you got to read the subtitles of what he was trying to say yeah that's exactly what it is and I'm not joking it's actually fun to read because he goes like oh yeah yeah oh you're over man you know it's like what what the <laughs> He's like, why don't stand? You know, it's like you were saying the same thing twice. It's, it's kind of redundant. It's it, 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 And it sounds retarded. And that's why it's so funny. Because we're Americans and we all know that we butcher Japanese horribly. And we all know that Japanese bu people butcher English something horrid as well. So it's fun to listen to. But Texas Mac is basically a cowboy. Yeah, didn't see that coming, did ya? He has six shooters. Didn't see that coming, did ya? Two of them, actually. And he shoots down dinosaurs. Fuck yeah. So, he and the Neo Getter Robo team up for at least a second episode. And they fight and do some cool stuff. In fact, there's this, like, ring in the middle of the ground that's attached to a chain. And he grabs it and pulls on the chain. And that basically yanks up this coffin that has parts to a huge ginormous gun which he then assembles in 0.003 seconds and takes aim at his target which would be a giant asteroid in this case or a satellite rather the satellite was modified so it could shoot asteroids at us thank you dinosaur kingdom thank you so he shoots the shit out of it blows it up now it's retarded because the gun is bigger than the mech so he shoots it his legs get like blown into the ground he's like Oh yeah, baby, that's how it's done! You know, it's just... <laughs> you're laughing because it's almost reminiscent of, like, Gurren Lagann. Now, granted, this came out in 2000, 
so it was you know quite a few years or at least a good handful of years before Gurren Lagann but it's still fun it's really retarded over the top sort of thing that you can really get behind and enjoy it up until then I was like oh wow this is you know a pretty competent story I like this I'll see where it goes but then they threw in Texas Mac I'm like shit I'm in this all my chips on the table sort of thing it was fun and then by episode 3, you finally get Ryoma, who comes back. I'm kind of disappointed that they didn't keep his, like, original costume that he had in the manga, where it would just be a white plain gi that was tattered and torn up pretty badly. Instead, they give him, like, Akuma's suit from Street Fighter. It's kind of like, wow, that's not cool to look at. But, you know, you didn't have Ryoma in the whole thing, so just to have him in for the last two episodes was worth it, because... He's my favorite pilot out of all of them. So to have him in there is awesome. But Go, our main character, and I say that with air quotes, doesn't really do a whole lot. He doesn't take control of the Neo-Getter. Instead, around episode 3, he awakens the Shin-Getter to destroy a bunch of Getter prototypes that the Dinosaur Empire stole and was piloting against the Neo-Getter. Now, the Neo-Getter is strong enough to obliterate them all, but the thing is... There are so many of them that it ends up exhausting all of its energy before it can get rid of the rest of them. So the Shin Getter, which basically has infinite power because it can take the Getter Rays right out of the air and shit, blows the crap out of all of these Getter prototypes and then goes to fight King Ghoul. That works out just fine, except he's in a giant ass spacecraft UFO flying saucer thing. I don't know really how he got it. Basically all they show you is that it fell to Earth way before humans were even conceived or whatever, and it rebuilt the Dinosaur King and then made him wicked strong and basically is now his bitch. I don't really understand it, so aliens plus dinosaurs equal immunity to Getter Rays apparently, because when the Shin Getter goes to fight it, it can't penetrate its shield. Well, thankfully, we always have a crazy scientist that we never paid attention to until now. And the plot dictates that he always has the answer. So, random scientist that we never really cared about comes and punches a hole in the shield. Shingetter punches a hole in the flying saucer. And then Hayato, Ryoma, and Professor Satome get inside and start, you know, monkeying around. Of course, there are cool gunfights and stuff that happen. In fact, Ryoma goes kung fu all over these guys and like punching dinosaurs in the nose it's it's the coolest thing you'll ever see and at the very end king ghoul ends up facing off one-on-one -on -one versus shin getter because he's raised to an enormous size basically become his own mechasaurus so mechasaurus man is immune to getter rays and is stronger than shin getter well yeah that kind of sucks so shin getter is pretty much out of power. In fact, he even loses an arm before Shingetter goes completely black and turns into God Getter Robo. And it starts fighting with Ghoul and annihilates him like nothing. And uh, it was kind of neat to see God Getter Robo because it's all black and you've never seen an entire black Getter Robo. And it has like Devil Man wings. So I was like, huh, that's a little interesting. Not that I was like, oh man, they ripped it off, but it's like, hmm. At least they kind of acknowledge that it comes from around the same source. You know what I'm saying? It's a, it's a Gonagai property. I mean, yes, Ishikawa did 
a lot. But, I mean, it still had Gonagai roots in there. So it was kind of cool to see the Devilman wings on top of God Get a Robo. But overall, it's, it's a really good series. I love it. It's only four episodes long, so you can easily watch it on a lazy Sunday. Watch it in one day. In fact, I just, you know, woke up and said, okay, ate something. I don't feel like doing anything. Let's watch some Neo Getter versus Shin Getter. I watched the whole thing in pretty much one day. That's how awesome it was. I usually don't do that. So, I guess you could say this is the equivalent of watching a long, you know, two-hour anime movie, even though this is slightly shorter. But it's still worth your time. I mean, it's, it's, it's a great, great show. And if this even sounds appealing to you in the least bit, imagine it being ten times greater. Download the torrent and let me know what you think. I mean, it won't take that much time. And it will educate you. You don't need any prior knowledge of any Get a Robo thing because... Neo Getter Robo focuses more on Neo Getter, you know, the new replacement for Getter. And it was never even conceived up, up until this anime. So you're basically going in just as new as a hard-time veteran, I dare say. Not that I would like to say, oh, I'm a hard-time veteran of, of Getter Robo. No, not really. I'm just a, a fan. But yes, Shin Getter Robo. Ah, oh, beautiful mech design. And the characters are just so cool. I mean, Kamina has nothing on basically... Well, I don't want to say all three of them because, well, I hate Musashi. But he has nothing on Hayato or Ryoma. Yeah. Damn straight. So, that's Neo-Getter versus Shin-Getter. Check it out. We are moving on now to what have you been reading and watching. Let's get it now. Alright, reading and watching, what has Josh been seeing? Basically, mechs. More and more mechs. I was watching Ariel, that's not the Little Mermaid. No, trust me, I don't really care for that movie. It was basically what CJ and I, CJ Hitchcock I'm referring to, were going to review for Mech Month. I'm watching that. God, that is slower than death. And boring. So yeah, I'm watching that. Finished the first episode. I'm hoping it gets better. Those character designs though look really, really familiar and I've looked up information on it. Can't find the character designer. It reminds me of like, Gynax. Specifically Gunbuster. Those character designs. I dare say they're almost the same character designs. But yeah, different shows, so you have, you know, slightly different characters. But, I mean, they look really, really similar. Almost like, uh, Bleach tracings. Yeah, that was, a that was a Nick Simmons reference. I've also been watching Shin Majinger. That's a very good show. I've even got my brothers hooked on that, my younger brothers. One of them being 13, the other being 11. I was telling them about it one day, and they're like, 
dude, that sounds retarded. I'm like, if you could make your fist fly off and hit somebody in the face, it's not retarded. It's damn cool. So I was showing it to them. They're like, yeah, this is pretty cool. They even caught up to where I'm at. And they're like, Josh, don't watch anymore. Make sure you're letting us watch it with you. So yeah, Majinger, bringing fans together and family since Rocket Punch 99. Yeah, so it's a good show. I love it. I'm finishing up the manga for it because that recently got scanlated. Great stuff, great stuff. You want to know what's even greater? Majin Kaiser. That's even greater because it's got great Majinger, Majinger, and Majin Kaiser. And Majin Kaiser, we all know, is pretty much the granddaddy, is the Shin Getarobo equivalent of the Majinger universe. Now, yeah, they're all linked together, but dang, he's pretty strong. I want to see Shin Getter versus Majin Kaiser and see who wins. That's cool. Also, more Gona Guy for you. Kotetsu Shinjig. Oh, good show. Very slow first episode. It's kind of, you know, not as explosive as I would have liked. Because when I went in, I was thinking, okay, episode one, it's going to be a fight. And the fight's going to be so amazing, it's going to get everyone hooked on the first episode, and they'll be stuck with it because they'll be waiting for the equivalent of that fight in episode two through 13. And they won't get it until the very end or something. Nope. Not at all. They lead up to the fight, like right before the first punch is thrown, basically. It's a standoff. And then they say, oh shit, we're out of time. And then episode two picks up where the fight left off. And it's it's fun. The main character is kind of shallow. I expected a little bit more realism, a little bit more depth. I mean, even Koji Kabuto, even like Ryoma and Kamina have more realistic portrayals of a mecha pilot than the main character of Jig. Not that I dislike the character of Jig because it's like, think of Inuyasha without all that sentimental crap, put him inside a robot. That's basically the personality of this guy and I like it. It's fun. At the same time he's like a motorcycle racer and there's horrible CG for the motorcycles. Oh lord. Ah, yeah. I wouldn't complain about it if like there wasn't, if there, if I could just have one episode where there's no horrible CG. I'd be happy, but so far I haven't gotten to one, and I'm like four episodes into it. Come on, please. Been watching Vandred, finished up the first disc of that. That's that's a fun show. That's it's pretty funny, and it's it's just like Godanner, where basically everything that happens in the mech is a sexual innuendo. It's basically nothing but dick jokes and sex jokes. You know what I'm saying? So you're laughing even though it's supposed to be a mecha show it's like a comedy harem show is really what it is it's a it's a pseudo mecha show it's still fun to watch i don't even want to talk about dragonaut i've been finishing up that first disc of tower of duaga you know the i guess of Uruk there that's another good show liking that liking that i also bought tekamon blade because technically that's power suits not really mech so much but hey, they put it in Super Robot Wars, which is coming out sometime soon. Yeah, like in two weeks, baby. Two weeks. So, that's always exciting. Always, always exciting. I haven't gotten to really sit down and watch anything of it yet. Because, well, one, I have Guyver to watch. I have Aquarion to watch. I'm probably going to review that. 
I only got like half a disc left. It's just, ugh, more stuff. And I'm already watching Panty Stocking and Star Driver. Not to mention Samurai Girls. And Samurai Girls is starting to do what I hope they would do with this ink and actually make it like a, its own character. Make the ink part of the show. And they're starting to do that. And I don't mean like censorship because that's like, uh, whatever. It just guarantees that everyone's going to buy the Blu-rays when they come out, you know what I mean? But I was thinking more like someone gets sliced in half. Have ink instead of blood or something, you know what I'm saying? Do something like that. Make the sh you know make it stylistically fun, and that's what they did in the second episode when Jubei like is bouncing off ink blots, like they're actually part of the background, and attacks that maid chick who is so totally lesbian. It was really cool to watch that. I was like, yes, this is what I was hoping for for the first episode. So, but you know, everything else, I'm just like, ah, why bother? I mean, I mentioned I was reading some Appleseed manga. I'm on the second volume. I just finished the first volume. Good stuff. Good stuff. But, yeah. And I also need to re renew my Shonen Jump subscription. I think I just ran out of issues. Because I didn't get the December issue. And now that I think about it, I should have. I don't know if it just got lost in my mailbox or something. Someone stole it and said, Oh my gosh, manga! So valuable! I'm gonna steal it! You know, I don't know. Someone got that funny idea in their head. Or maybe my subscription just simply ran out. I forgot to write the check and put it in the mail. That sort of thing. But recently, exciting news, people. Remember that DBC card game we all played back in, like, 2000 to 2005-ish? Right in there? Yeah. Remember that? That was awesome, right? I've been buying those cards up on right stuff. Playing them with my little brothers, like, Okay, this is what we played back when we were kids. And like... Oh, this card game's so hard and complicated. No. Just need to read the rule book. It's not like Yu-Gi-Oh! where you can just say, He's more powerful, I think. Kaboosh. Yeah. So, I've been going hog wild, because that is like my favorite card game of all time. I can't think of a card game I like better, because it perfectly embodies the show that it represents. Dragon Ball Z, what was it? Two dudes throwing a bunch of punches. That's exactly what that card game was. So we're going to buy some more starter decks and stuff. Because I've had cards sitting around in like boxes or something for a long time. And never bothered to play with them because I didn't have enough to make two decent decks. Basically one person would always win. Now I've been buying the cards because they're cheap. Less than five bucks for an entire deck. I'll have the kids pay the shipping. I get the cards. Sounds good to me. We all win. We all play. And it's cheaper than playing like... Some people say, well, now you got to collect them. No, I look at it this way. If we both, if everyone buys just some starter decks, they're all off on equal footing pretty much for the most part. Or you, you can assume so because, well, why would one starter deck be better than another? So that way, it's almost like playing a board game, but it's cheaper. You know what I'm saying? When you start going into, oh, I bought a booster pack and I got this rare card, that's when it starts becoming that collector spree where whoever has the most money wins. Not saying we won't buy booster packs because we want certain personalities. That's what we call a, that's what you call the characters when you play the game. They're personalities, not main characters. But particularly, we're looking for Cell, all five stages, which is going to be difficult. Uh, a lot of the younger, my younger siblings like Goku, which I guess is understandable. 
I myself would like a like a Majin Vegeta, Frieza Saga Vegeta, even Android Saga Vegeta. Actually, would be pretty pretty nice. You know, Super Saiyan, just a Super Saiyan Vegeta. So you know, playing Hogwild with that, it's a it's a fun card game. I don't care who you are, that's a damn fun card game. Oh man, memories, memories. But yeah, you know, kind of botched that last episode of Horror Month, and I'm kind of regretting it because this, you know, now that I stopped looking for horror stuff, it all pops up, and it's like God. It's like halfway through Horror Month, I had a suggestion from my good friend Fernando Ramos, who uh, works on Anime 3000 as well, more prominently on Otaku USA. You can see his columns and well-written articles in photography up there. I, I suggest you check it out. I'm not brown-nosing. I'm being honest. He said, oh, dude, watch Boogie Pop Phantom. That is awesome. I'm like, Boogie Pop Phantom? Yeah, I, you know, I want to see that show. Sold me on it. Sent me, like, a YouTube clip. I want that show. You know, but the problem is I had already bought in Tecmon Blade, so now I don't have the money to buy that again. So, I'm going to have to save up. Buy... Boogie Pop Phantom so I can watch that. It's going to be awesome. I, I want that show. I would pirate it. That's how bad I want it. But it's like, no, it's a Funimation title. They'll, like, rape me or something. So, yeah. Disclaimer, I don't think Funimation actually has a penis. I mean, will rape me. But, yeah. That's really all I've been up to. Nothing extensive. Got a few ideas in the works sort of thing. Like, hmm, will this work out in the future? I don't know. The only way to really find out is to do it. But wait, I have to finish watching the show so I can do that to see if it will work. Now, if I kept doing this accent, you're gonna turn off the podcast. So I'm just gonna end the show. You can find me up on my website, animationpodcast.blogspot.com. You can also find me on anime3000.com, animation podcast. I did an episode recently with the SSAA podcast that is up. Of course, they have a new episode up as of this recording as well. Make sure you download that. And yes, Doctor, no hard feelings. I love being on that show. And let's see. I got some other people secured for a spot this mech month. So Eper was not like, oh my goodness, one in a million chance. Well, not that I want to shit on Eper being on the show because I, I, I deeply respect the man. He's like, okay, if I'm going to look for foreign fandom, I look to two people, Regan Strongblood and Eper's Choice. Those are the two people or two podcasts I listen to. And yeah, because they're the only ones that mainly speak English. So yeah, that's, you know, respect, respect, respect. And yeah, so I'm going to have some other people on, talk about some robots, because that's what we know you care about. It's not the economy. It's not the election that just took place. My fucking governor lost. Damn it. But yes, robots. That's what we all care about. Robots. Particularly Mecha. So, I'm going to end the show, because I gave you my... Did I give you? No, I didn't. I didn't tell you. I'm on Twitter. Josh underscore Dunham, D-U-N-H-A-M. Also find me on iTunes, the animation podcast, A-N-I-M-E-S-H-O-N. It's not animation. It's not animation. It's animation. Say it like normal. It's just spelled funny. So with that in mind, 
thank you very much. Make sure you vote for me with the podcast awards. That's not going to happen until November 7th. And yeah, hopefully we can get somewhere we can win. Yo, because, you know, you got to put that, that fiery, passionate spirit behind there so you can win. We all know I'm not going to win, but we can try. Yeah. So, until next time, I am Ghost. We're not three.